Hello, my darling pop culture junkies, and welcome to the official second podcast of all pop culture news that is important and necessary and irrelevant and brain damaging all at the same time. I am your host, Brooke Hammerling, and this is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Guys, I can't believe this is the second official pod. I'm so delighted for all of you who listened last week, and I'm also so delighted of all of the feedback I got, both just glowing endorsements, thanks to my friends. And some really constructive feedback. And I might not be like other podcast hosts. Also, I'm an amateur broadcaster in all uh, areas of my life, but I am really about the process. And so I want to bring people into the process. That's sort of my jam. I do it in work. I do it in my life. So (laughs) indulge me, but I just thought you guys would like to hear a little bit of the process. So this podcast is an evolution. Some of the feedback I got was just around sound. So hopefully you hear a difference in my audio. That's because David, my amazing producer, made a suggestion about a new mic, which is, how do I say it? Deity? Deity? What's the name of this brand? I don't know. D-E-I-T-Y. You can get it on Amazon. It's really fancy. I quite like it. And I got these really cool soundproofing things also on Amazon. Sorry, I just spent so much money on fucking Amazon. And it's there are these like hexagon shaped things that I have put all over the wall in my office. They're really, really cool. Um, However, my interior designer, Jackie, will probably have a meltdown. But needless to say, I hope the sound is better. Also, feedback I got was to not make the pod as reliant on having read the newsletter, meaning not to be a companion pod to the newsletter, because not everybody will have a chance to have read the newsletter, even though I want everyone to always read it. But it should stand alone on its own. And I agree. So we may reference things from the newsletter here and there, but really, you do not have need to have read it. And hopefully you can just enter into the stream of consciousness and enjoy the ride. Two other pieces of great, great feedback I got was nobody wants to listen to me talk by myself for 30 minutes, which I do because I spend so much time talking to myself. I am pretty sure that I am my favorite fan. I'm my only fan, but I always intended to bring in guests. And so we're going to actually have a guest today, which I will get to in a, in a few minutes. And then lastly, another last piece of great counsel was to have audio, um, especially when we're talking about certain TikToks and so forth. It would be great to not just make you go there yourself, but we'll start incorporating a little audio here and there. So that is exciting stuff. Welcome to the journey of Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, or as we call it, (laughs) P-C-M-O-T. I'm going to make that like a hashtag. I'm so cool. Okay, so we're just going to jump in, guys, with pop culture news that everyone knows this week. Everybody has been talking about endlessly. There are probably a million podcasts already about it. There are already probably a series in the works. I think the rules are in the process of changing with the Academy Awards, When and that is the slap that was heard around the world. 
everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's fucking sick of it now. I think by next week, nobody will even want to hear this story and they'll have PTSD when they do. But we would be crazy not to talk about it because it's been consuming everybody. And it has set off conversations around race, around gender, or whether this should be a race issue or not. Lots of people have opinions, whether this is a gender issue, a political issue. I, I heard a lot of people talk about the behavior being very Trumpy, um, sexist issue. I mean, there's so many things and just a Hollywood issue. I will say I really did not anticipate making the Oscars the number one story this week on Sunday when I sat back with my glass of rosé to watch the red carpet. I was thinking the lead story, and I still think the lead story should be about patron saint of PCM, our Tim Tim, Timmy, Timothy Chalamet, and his outfit, which was to me everything. I know that's controversial. I know some people felt that it was more appropriate for the Grammys or the godforsaken Golden Globes back in the day. But Timothy Chalamet was not wearing a shirt. He was wearing an incredible outfit, like a bolero jacket from the women's line with a lot of sequins and no shirt. And I was here for it. If you do read the newsletter or follow me on social media, you will know that I am an obsessive, crazy old lady fan of Timothy Chalamet. I am envious of anybody in his world. And I will say I know several people who have had a how do I say this eloquently, an STI that he uh, allegedly gave them throughout the years in New York, NYU, whatnot. And they all very like happily took Valtrex or whatever antibiotic was necessary to get rid of it and say nothing but lovely things about him. So like Godspeed, he's a hero. But the story did not stay long on Timothy Chalamet and it was a slap heard around the world. I will say just taking it outside of the awards, if you were to say Chris Rock and Will Smith are going to be in a boxing ring, they're going to fight or they're going to have some sort of like charity boxing match or kickboxing match or whatever it is, who are you rooting for? I unequivocally would be rooting for Will Smith. And there are so many reasons why, but like, let, let's just start in, I think it was 1988 with Parents Just Don't Understand. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. That song was my introduction to him. I was in seventh or eighth grade. My parents certainly didn't fucking understand. I was going to school where I was new and I had been in uniforms my entire childhood. And so I was going to a school for the first time where they wore regular clothes and I did not have any style whatsoever. I wanted Benetton and Guess and my parents were like absolutely horrified at buying that kind of designer clothes for a child. And I was like, I won't fit in. And then this song came out and it was like the answer to my prayers. Um, and it did actually help. My parents did actually get me those fucking Guess jeans. So I have grown up with him. Also, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was my also my childhood, certainly my high school years, iconic. And he was just somebody that I've always been very comfortable, like around the sense that like he's a family member. I think that's what happens when somebody's on television and in your house every day, which my guests can actually talk to down uh, in, a, in a little bit later on the pod. But when you're on TV all the time in somebody's home, they feels like family. They feel like you're it's like you like a best friend. So I feel that way about Will Smith. I am obsessed with every movie he's been in, but particularly Independence Day. I've seen it 150,000 times. I recently met Jeff Goldblum 
who's awesome and has an incredible line of work himself and has done incredible films and theater and music and all of that. But yet for the 20 minutes I had uh, with him, I just was like, tell me about Independence Day. I want everything about Independence Day. It is my jam, that movie. So I was not a huge fan of King Richard, the film, just because it just wasn't my kind of genre film, but he did a remarkable job. He deserved the Oscar. It was all exciting to think about him getting that Oscar, watching this trajectory of his work. So I would unequivocally be rooting for Will, not just because of that, but, but also because I have met Chris Rock a few times. And frankly, I'm just going to be real honest. I think he's an asshole. I never really had a good vibe from my experiences with him. I don't love his comedy. He's not my favorite comedian out there. So just based on that, I would be rooting for Will Smith. But obviously things took a turn at the Oscars and I don't condone violence to meet with somebody's words. So there's a lot of opinions or a lot of takes. There's a lot of moments to learn from. And that's what I tried to do when writing this week was just sort of listening to different members of the community and getting their take. But since this has all been happening, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, did you see this, David? They call him the captain. I now know that from from watching Winning Time on HBO, but he wrote an incredible piece. We'll put it in the liner notes, which talks about, you know, just how this is, it's terrible for the black community, but for women. And it just is interesting to see all these different perspectives. I really enjoy seeing everybody's perspectives. Tiffany Haddish, on the other hand, who I love and worship, uh, she came out saying that Will Smith did was chivalrous and everybody wishes they had a man like that. So you get a lot of different sides to it. I will say it's all very interesting. And I, I think that we're going to, by the time this pod comes out, they're going to have made their, I guess their, what the outcome is going to be for his punishment or if there is any, I have no idea. But I will say lastly on this, my heart broke ultimately for the people who were winning awards that will always be overshadowed by this moment. So the CODA film, which by the way, did you know that CODA stands for Children of Deaf Adults? I did not know going into that movie, but um, that's what it stands for. I loved this film and I loved Troy Kotzer, who's the actor who won Best Supporting Actor, becoming the second time only a deaf actor has won an Oscar. The first being Marley Matlin, who starred as his wife in this film. He was amazing. And it just sucks that that's not the lead story out that, you know, all the, the whole audience was clapping in sign language where they use their hands and shake it. And I will say, I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I want to learn sign language. I think it was so beautiful. I feel it's the one language I could actually learn because I use my hands so much. And I think there's so much purpose there. I've tried to learn French and Italian. I'm terrible. I really am. But sign language is something I really want to get behind. And then lastly, I felt really bad for Quest Love because he was the award right that was being presented by Chris Rock. And that sort of diminished uh, his award. But I found out today that that man had no fucking idea it was happening. He did not hear the slap. He did not hear the argument because he was meditating in his seat. He practices TM. I practice TM, though I am not nearly as devoted clearly as he is because I would not be able to zone out. Uh, TM is Transcendental Meditation. He he learned it from Jerry Seinfeld. I did not learn it from Jerry Seinfeld. I learned it from an ex-boyfriend. But needless to say, he is an incredible meditator. So maybe we should all 
just go get our mantras and start meditating and be more chill and relaxed and and maybe we would be better members of society, all of us, and nobody would meet violence with or meet bad words with violence or bad jokes, which is what that was, by the way. The Chris Rock joke ultimately was just a stupid joke. I hated it. I hate that kind of humor. I don't think making fun of people's appearances is particularly funny in any in any venue. But needless to say, that's all I want to say about it. I think we're done. Nobody wants to hear me babble on about it. But there has been something that has popped up on social media the last few days, which I actually would take the slap a hundred thousand times over to go back to this. But we are back in Julia Fox world. And Julia Fox, for those of you who aren't familiar, she's an actress. She, I believe, is a dominatrix of some sort. She had a lot of of previous careers prior to being in the Safdie Brothers film Uncut Gems, or as Julia Fox says, Uncut Gems. And if you were not living under a rock uh, a few weeks ago, this was the sound that sort of took over everyone's consciousness, Josh Safdie's muse, Uncut Gems. And that was Julia Fox, who was on a podcast, gave an interview, and she has a very interesting way with her voice and how she extends vowels or just words. And so uh, we left it at that. And unfortunately, Julia Fox, while she's no longer with Kanye, I think that relationship lasted four weeks. She is now very much at the forefront of being a celebrity for the sake of being a celebrity. She wears gothic, weird clothes. I guess you could call it that. She wears very intense black eye makeup. And we have a couple new sound clips from the Oscars red carpet where she does another affectation where she's like, she did her makeup herself, you know? And it just, it's a lot, guys. But my favorite of this uh, hard-hitting interview she gives on the red carpet with multiple people is she discloses she's working on her book. Oh my God. My book, of course. Yeah. And when asked about her book, she does declare it a masterpiece. She's just getting started, but it's a masterpiece. And I don't think she's saying it with irony. Do you, David? I think she was saying it like it's fully a masterpiece. Well, I don't want to give too much of it away because I am very superstitious. So I don't I don't like to speak of things before they're finished. Um, But it's um, so far a masterpiece, if I do say so myself. When asked if it was fiction, nonfiction or a memoir, she's I don't think understands the difference. She says it started off as a memoir, but like it's really just going to be her first book. So I don't know what that actually means. I mean, I appreciate that it's a book, like she's writing words, but whether it's going to be fiction, nonfiction, a memoir, I I don't have any idea. A biography of Thomas Jefferson, I have no fucking idea, but we have that to look forward to. And I welcome you to dive into that on your own time. That'll be coming out soon. Okay. So with that, I want to introduce my first guest, the first guest on Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, a dear friend of mine, a man who knows more about reality television and pop culture than any human being. That is the founder of Crybaby Media, and he is basically the man who makes reality shows. That is my friend, Danny Passman. Hi, Danny. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. And full disclosure, guys, Danny's actually done this for me over the year of my rehearsing. So he and I have sort of pretend potted for a few episodes. So this is like old, old world for you. 
Well, just by pretend potting, I got to get some free martinis. So I got, I got some stuff out of it as well. Cause normally I charge you for all the martinis I make. <laughs> <laughs> Danny. Looks a very good martini maker, by the way. They, I, I am right. I mean, this is only if you drink vodka martinis, if you have, if you want a gin martini, go fuck yourself. You're not coming to my house. I haven't had gin since 1991, since a, a high yeah. school graduation party. And I threw up on people. Yeah, Brooks Lab person I know that literally goes to restaurants just because they have the blue... Uh, the blue cheese olives. The blue cheese olives, yes. Yeah, we were at the dinner the other night and they had blue cheese olives and I like act like I'm a 12-year-old. Like I start clapping. The waiters don't know what to do with me. I'm like, oh my God, you blue cheese olives? I get very excited. Yeah, I mean... That was a good trip to Olive Garden. <laughs> do you... I, you know, I actually have never been to Olive Garden. It's high on my list. Jake Curtis, that uh, my, my dear friend was going to bring me to Olive Garden. So we have to go check it out. But I wonder if they put olives in the blue cheese no. in their olives. No way. There's but no babe, way. There's no, Olive Garden just opened up in uh, like mid Wilshire area. That we really? Oh my God. Yeah. I want to go. Endless breadsticks. I'm all for it. I feel like 2022 is all about carbs. Like, fuck it. Um, I really, I really do feel that way. Okay. So I wanted to get to you quickly before we get into some of the other stuff. I wanted to get your thoughts on the slap and, um, what were you thinking? Did you watch it in real time? And like, also, do you just think that maybe we collectively as humans are just so we're different now. We've had two years of being locked down. Our world has changed. We have social anxiety. We lost our freedoms. We lost the ability to interact with people. We had people die. We had fear of death. We had fear of loss of money. I mean, don't you think we just like, we're just like a fucking different species after two years. What, yeah. what are your thoughts? Tell me everything. All I know is I, I wound up like waking up like every couple hours to check social media to see if like something new was happening with the slap. You know, I'd be like, who said what? What's happened? Like, it was almost like I couldn't wrap my head around it, that I needed 50 people to weigh in before I could even have an opinion on it. It was just very shocking. It was just bizarre. Yeah, there's and there's a lot of talk on social because there was a lot of people saying, like, if you're a white person, you better sit back and and not comment. But then there's other people that are saying, like, wait a minute, I'm a member of the black community. Like, I didn't realize it was just for black people to talk about. Like, it was two human beings that got into something, whether they were black or white. Now, it does bring up race issues, but I was the same. I was like, did, did Chris press charges? Did they see each other at the Vanity Fair party? I mean, I just thought it was weird, though, that Will Smith was partying for hours after t dancing to his own music. Yeah. And then the apology that was clearly really well written by his publicist the next day was really beautiful apology, but it didn't really come from a man who'd been dancing the night before with no like remorse. It seemed, I don't know. Yeah. I got, I, I've been listening to another podcast. Don't get mad. What? Which is all about what? like, no plug the podcast. What was it? Do you remember? It's, it's the, it's part of the ringer and it's like a series on like reframing tabloid history from the late nineties. Oh, that's awesome. And I want to know this it's, podcast. It's been so interesting. Like, so like I just listened to an episode about like the birth of TMZ and then there was like the Brangelina episode. And like, I read a couple of tweets that made that people were sort of blaming Jada Pinkett Smith. That's what bothered me was that somehow people played into this narrative that that the reason why he did this is because she made him that way. And so somehow that 
that's been a huge that. thing on social media. That's and that like, really bothered me too. That like, that is if like, I don't know. I feel like it th- should bother you. Like she, they're, they're saying that he didn't have his own agency, that he was laughing and then he saw her being angry and then he had to go and she pushed him into it. And she's the toxic person behind yeah, but it. That's a narrative that people can wrap their heads around. It's a narrative. So it's sad, always when you know? we point to women, like they did it with Monica Lewinsky. They did it with yeah. women all the time. It's, and then we, it takes 10, 15, 20 years. And then we're like, Oh wait, I can't believe we did that to women. And here we are again. Yeah. Like she had the nothing to do. Is, yeah. He's a freaking big boy. He did it himself. Nobody did, did it for him. Well, what will happen is Diane Sawyer will do an interview and then 20 years we'll listen back to that interview and be mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, we need to reframe this whole thing because I mean, don't you think it has to be a red table talk with Jada, Will and Chris? Like it has to be right. And maybe Oprah. Yeah. I, I hope so. I'm I wish they brought the red table onto the stage at the end. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is going to be an unbelievable red, you know, red table talk moment if done correctly. I think Jada should be like, go fuck yourself to all the guys. She should just leave them all behind and it's like, this is my moment to shine. I'm going to take, you know, yeah. this and, and run with it. I don't know. I mean, there are no winners here, I don't think. But it was definitely it's it's going to overshadow award ceremonies for for a long time, though. I don't even know. Do we need these? They seem so outdated and boring. I just just give me the red carpet. That's all I care about. Give me the red carpet and maybe some like I really, really, really did love the Encanto number with Megan the Stallion. I thought that was incredible. And Sheila E. Did you notice that was Sheila E. Yeah. on percussion? Just give us the red carpet, some music, and then the in memoriam, and then I'm fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. There there's always the in memoriam, like I this is so tacky, I know, but do you ever play in memoriam bingo? I didn't do it this year because it just didn't feel like something, but we did it years past where we did do bingo and then call out the awards that like the people that they forgot because they always leave somebody off. Well, what did you feel about like the gospel song being played where it was like lifting people up to heaven? I was a little bit like, that's a little insensitive, I guess. I guess it's, you know, again, it's culture. I, I like, I like to cry and sob while listening to like Sarah McLaughlin and thinking about, you know, all of the tragedy that's happened and people have died and sobbing. I, I personally like that. I appreciated that certainly in this moment, we definitely needed a little lifting up our spirits. So perhaps it was well timed, but um, everybody's moment got taken away. Even the dead people's everybody's moment got taken away by this moment. And it's, I'm glad, I'm glad you could cry. I'm on so much Wellbutrin that I, uh, you know, I watched Cody yesterday with somebody and the person was hysterical crying at the end. And you're like, what? I I felt nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Passman dead inside. Yeah. Um, well, so Danny reality show, I will admit to you guys, I'm going to, this is breaking news. I have to admit it now or forever hold my peace, but I'm going to say something really shocking as somebody who's obsessed with pop culture. And that is, I have never seen an episode of a Kardashians never in my life. Now I will say I am a Bravo junkie. I have watched every Real Housewives. I don't watch them all the same way that Danny does. Danny knows every single storyline all the time at any given moment of every episode over 28 seasons. Um, But I do love those Real Housewives. I do love that below deck. I never got into Summer House. I, I don't know. What am I missing? But let's talk reality shows. I'm shocked you don't like Summer House. I, it's not that I know, don't someone, like it. I don't think I've actually no, I'm ever watched it. Someone who grew up in New York and like knew people that did share houses. And I know. Like I'm shocked that you never touched down on that. Like, I know. I mean, I got crabs it, when I was in 
high school at a summer house in the Hamptons just by being on somebody's couch. Like I'll never, and maybe it's PTSD from that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it seems there's a lot of STI conversations happening. Yeah, well, is crabs an STI? I don't think so. I think it's just like those are insects. Oh, I guess you're right. But I think crabs isn't considered a sexually transmitted disease. No, We don't say disease anymore. We say infection. That's why it's an STI, not an STD. It's We're woke now. It's not fair to infections and diseases. Oh, I didn't know this. It's, it's a rebrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stick with me, yeah, well, kid. You're, you're younger than me. I'm you're well, woke I'm well versed. I'm not younger than you. I'm older. Um, okay, so... So reality show, bring it, bring it Danny Passman for all of those people listening who probably don't watch as much reality television as you. Well, I do a lot. My, you know, I, my company focuses a lot in reality TV casting. So we look for people to front reality shows. And so since I've met Brooke, you have like, I've always wanted to put her on a show um, you know, we've come up with fun titles like dropping the hammer or whatever, but dropping so, the hammer. There were some that were not appropriate for this podcast, yeah. but, uh, I was, I was told to be on my best behavior on this podcast and <laughs> n- not go to certain places, but, but, um, but there's certain things. So Brooke, I came up with a little quick thing for you. I didn't tell you that, by the way, you were making know, rules up. I'm embarrassed me away. I have an editor. <laughs> I can just edit this shit out, but keep going. What you have, what for me? I, I came up with some questions to really see, can you be a reality TV star oh, and, God. or would you be right for reality TV? And the question I wrote here is Brooke, a reality TV star. So okay. I'll just ask you some, a series of five quick questions. Yeah, and it might be more than five. Okay. Um, do you hunt for Bigfoot, UFOs, or lost treasure? Do I hunt for Bigfoot, UFOs, or lost treasure? Uh, no. Are you a plastic surgeon specializing in an untraditional medical practice? Oh my god, I wish I. It would love to be. I would love to be into that. I did just have plastic surgery, guys. I just had a breast reduction, but it was very traditional, and I don't know what untraditional means. But no, I am not. Meaning, are you a? But you're not the plastic surgeon. Like I am that. not I'm a plastic. Look, I'm always looking for doctors that do something. Interesting. No, I am not. Are you a multiple, or do you have children that are quadruplet septuplets or octuplets? Not that I know of. Okay. Do you have brother husbands? I don't have a brother or a husband, so no brother oh, husbands. A brother husband's like a sister wife, but it's like a woman who's oh, married to multiple no, men. No, I don't. So would you be a sister wife? <laughs> I need more cocktails for that one. No. Are you, are you a large animal vet? I would love to meet one, um, but no. Would you go on a dating show and or instantly get married on television? Oh, God. Um, I'm supposed to say no to that. I know that that's the that's the truth. I I will say this. If they did a love is blind, like for 45 and overs, I would consider that just for the fucking content value. I think it would be hilarious. Babe, you would try to like you try to bring your interior designer to design your pod. While oh, I would definitely need blind. my aesthetics are very important to me. That's again, that's like part of my my learning disability. I need to be aesthetically pleased. So definitely Jackie Searman would be there decorating my pod. But no, I don't think it's my natural inclination to go on a reality show and get married. All right. Really fast. Would you live off the grid for eight weeks? Just nope. living off the land? Nope. No fucking way. Uh, do you have any talents that can no. help you get on a show like America's Got Talent? Oh, I have zero talents. I do watch so many of those TikToks of like those. Amer- I'm like, wh- how did I not see them? Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this girl's going to be the next big star. I see this TikTok where they're replaying something from America's Got Talent. It's from like 2013. Like, where do these people go? They're incredible. Yeah. But what happens to them? I have one last one for you. Would you have someone undercover boss your company? 
Um, or would you allow yourself to be the undercover boss for your company? No, no way. No chance. No way. That's a show I want to see. Oh, my God. I guess I'm not a reality show star. No. I think in conclusion, as you've always... I've always told you that. You're not a reality star. and Unless I had a fake leg that I could throw. What was her name? Aviva. Aviva. Aviva was my favorite. Who was your favorite housewife? On, Av- um, well, Aviva was like, honestly, from Real Housewives of New York. If you have a fake limb and you use that limb in a reality show setting to take it off and throw it at people, there's no better television. Yeah. The best is when you saw her like unfastening the leg, like she knew she was going to do it. It was happening. Oh, I like. I, think- I, I saw it. I remember like seeing her hands under the table and being like, this bitch is unfastening that leg. And I loved it. Yeah. By the way, my favorite reality star does not mean that she's the best person. She just makes like, I could watch Ramona Singer all day, every day. Those crazy eyes, the things that come out of her mouth. It's just bananas. I think it's just, I mean, she was made for it, made for it. Yeah, she's she's very polarizing, but I- Incredibly polarizing. And I think she's a Trumpy and she's probably racist and horrible, but I don't know, what do I know? But she makes for great TV. But look, we, reality shows are dangerous in, in and of itself. We, we made the last president as a result of reality TV. So I really blame you, Danny, for that. You're, you're welcome. So, how do, <laughs> so with Pop Culture Mondays, how does that dovetail with reality TV? Like, do you feel like reality TV is big enough to, to make it into your newsletter? I think there are moments that would, right? I think it's not like an ongoing thing. I think... Over the years, I've been writing this thing for two years now. So I know that I've referenced reality shows like when there's a scene, like a great example for anybody who's listening. If you've ever watched Real Housewives of New Jersey years and years ago, there was the one where Teresa turned the table over and called everybody like prostitution whores or whoever she was yelling at. If that had happened when I was writing my newsletter, I would 100 percent have put that in. Like that is a moment that just, you know, becomes a, a gif. It becomes part of the the fabric of society. People are referencing it. I think I'm getting more reality show moments that are coming up in like TikToks and then that becomes something. So that's how I don't necessarily make it an ongoing. Yeah. Well, I guess TikTok also can follow all the trends. It's like its own reality show. It is like a a reality show that never ends. It's a never ending constant loop. It'll be interesting because TikTok is now, I think, doing long form videos soon, introducing it like the three minutes is the longest right now, but I think they're going up to six or 10, something like that. Wow. Um, and I don't know how that will change it. Cause I don't have the attention. Span you're the that. only person that I, I don't, I never use TikTok, but every time I go on it, you're the only thing that pops up right away. My like it's TikTok? Always like whatever you're, whatever you're up to pops up in my feed. I'm always like <laughs> this bitch. She's always on this. Like well, it's crazy. I, when I make TikToks, it's generally like after I've had a drink or two and I'm generally in bed and I have no makeup on and it's just, I'm a hot mess. And there was one that went like viral for me. I think it got like 50,000 views or something. And I'm like, dear God, I had no Maybe makeup on. That was on. just me opening the app. <laughs> Great. You're my number one fan. Danny, what was your favorite like outfit from the Oscars? I really like Jessica Chastain's dress. I loved it. It was Gucci. I It took me a minute because I don't like the fur at the bottom, like the feathers, but I I grew to love it. I never really cared for her. And then I loved her in Eyes of Tammy Faye. She deserved that. And Oscar. then I started following her on Instagram and then she annoyed me again. Faye. You guys have to watch the Eyes of Tammy Faye. I, I actually put the pre the trailer in back when it first came out. Did so. you ever see the documentary? I did. I did. I watched everything. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. The documentary is genius. Jim Baker, Tammy Faye Baker, Tawny, like, uh, Tawny Katane. Is that her, right? Tawny was the one? Or no, Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn, never Jessica mind. Jessica Hahn. I'm getting Tawny my- Katane's the one um, from White Snake video on the- Yeah, but she the- slept with somebody else. She slept with some other, like, pastor. Tawny so, Katane? Yeah, really? Tawny got involved in some scandal. I don't remember, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm just conflating all of it. Well, babe, I think one other thing that I think you might be obsessed with as someone, did you go to a sleepaway camp as a kid? Yes. I went to an all you girls did? sleepaway camp called Camp Hiawatha. My parents sent me from the age of seven years old for eight weeks. It lasted two years. I was so homesick. Was it like a Jewish camp or no? No, my parent. I was, my, my parents were self-loathing Jews. I don't think there was got it, got Jew it. in the camp. No, I, I am Jewish guys. I am, was raised. I was born a Quaker. I was baptized a Presbyterian. I was first communion to Catholic and I was confirmed an Episcopal and I am like 88% Ashkenazi Jew. So uh, yeah, you're circumcised. Yeah, I'm totally circumcised. But so tomorrow, or I guess this is airing Thursday. Yeah, so this is Thursday. So, I, so what, what? Tell- yeah, so I have a new show that just dropped, not me, my company and the company I, I did the show with. Uh, we have a new show on Discovery Plus called Whitewater Summer. And it's literally about a group of river raft guides oh my God. who take over this little town in Oregon for the summer, every summer, kind of like below deck. Like they work with demanding clients and they party hard. And Why don't you ever and- introduce me? I want to date a whitewater rafting guide or at least have What's like so a summer What's so crazy is the beginning of the them. summer, they all have like okay bodies, but like by the eighth week of the summer like everyone was like ripped because they have to carry the boats all the time so like i remember like just like looking at the footage and being like damn oh my <laughs> god so whitewater summer on discovery plus and it 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 is this week premiered so you guys yeah, have to check three it out episodes it, it all the episodes drop the same time it's really fun it's you know like hookups and fights and water um speaking of the plus category. I just signed up for CNN plus this week. It just launched. And do you think they're going to have like hot, sexy reality show guys on CNN plus, or is it just going to be like, I don't know, Jake Tapper, I guess. Well, I think, isn't it like launching with like Anderson Cooper's guide to parenting? Yeah. But it also, it's the reason I signed up for it to be perfectly honest is that I have the massive girl crush on Kate Baldwin, who is one of the anchors on CNN. Um, Hi Kate. I love her. She loves a martini too. So are you a CNN or MSNBC person? Okay. This is a very good question. I am a Stephanie Rule, Kate Baldwin person. So that means I watch anything that Stephanie Rule is on. And she now has the 11th hour of Stephanie Rule on MSNBC. And I watch anything with Kate Baldwin on it. And she had the 11 a.m. hour on CNN. But she has this now new show on CNN Plus called Five Things. So I'm obsessed. I will go wherever they go. They are my girls. They are my friends. They're- what about Nicole Wallace? I am a... Stephanie Rule, Kate Baldwin, that is it. That's who I follow. I love them. Stephanie Rule is like someone that my mom and I, I remember like the first time I saw her, I remember I brought up to my mom. She's like, she fits in with like our family. No, Stephanie Rule, again, it goes back to being on like, granted, these women are my friends, but before they were my friends, they were, I felt like they were friends because they were on my TV all the time. So now I love them. And now I get to send them dirty gifts all the time and they tell me to grow up. It's really funny. No, no one tells me. I have a lot of friends that work at CNN. I hope it's successful, but I do wonder if ultimately it all just falls into the HBO Max Discovery Plus. Maybe. Okay, we're going to go into our final segment, which is going to become the regular thing. And so if you didn't listen to it last week, we are, it's my version of Fuck, Mary Kill, um, which I'm just trying to be a little bit more ladylike. So we call it Make Out, Marry, or Murder. 
And Danny, do you want me to start and give you some time? Because I can tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm like writing down <laughs> things. <laughs> so the whole point is that we're going to take from people ripped from the headlines this week or um, we're, we're talked about either on this pod, maybe in the newsletter, or just in general pop culture world. I don't know if this is going to be a surprise, but I would make out with Timothy Chalamet. I would just obviously make sure I had a Valtrex prescription handy, but I would totally be fine with that. I would also likely marry Timothy Chalamet, maybe Zendaya, if like that would be allowed to. I mean, they're both just incredible. And both of their outfits were my favorites at the Oscars. I would kill you know, this is a tough, this is a tough one. I, I honestly would kill the people who ran the Oscars for not cutting to commercial. There you go. Murder. Sorry. Murder. Is murder like in your, in this new woke thing of set of diseases and infections is murder a better word than kill? No, I just think it goes, I liked all the M's make out, marry murder instead of FML. It used to be. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like, so I would marry Stephanie Rule. Oh my goodness. Yes. I feel like she'd be really a, a nice partner. I would make out with your new microphone. Oh. I feel like that's been a big topic of discussion. And I would murder your crabs and <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's STI. Oh, your Valtrax. This is yeah, just an ad. By the way, pharmaceutical companies, we, we want advertisers. Yeah. I have a great chlamydia story, but I can tell you that. <laughs> but, um, Come over for Martini. Um, but babe, I'm so happy that you do this podcast because I love your newsletter so much. And I feel like sometimes I want to deeper dive into stuff. And I know I text you all the time about stuff, but this is like, it's awesome. Like, Poor Danny. He'll send me something and I'll be like, yeah, Danny, it was in my fucking newsletter. And he's like, I haven't gotten to it yet, babe. Sorry. It's Monday at 3 p.m. I'm Now I skim it super quickly before I read it just to make sure. I because don't. you know, I'm going to be a bitch. Yeah. So Danny, where do people find you? How do I find you on the socials? Bring it. I am at Passman D, like pass, pass that man, like my last name and D as in Danny. I was joking before that I used to have an email address that was D Passman at blah, 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 but looked like deep Assman. So it's not that. So it's just at Passman D. Okay. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. I know I'm on TikTok because I see you, but I don't know what it is. I think that's universal. Just Passman D. Okay. Passman D. Sounds like an, a Gatorade. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Um, this is incredible, Danny. I could not have asked for a better first guest and you will be back all the time. You're awesome. And David, you're the greatest. Thank you so much. And I love you, my little pop culture junkies. And I will see you next week. Pop culture.